This is a Federal News Network podcast. It's time for Fed Talk, the live show for Feds in the Know. From federal agencies to Capitol Hill, the attorneys of Shaw, Bransford, and Roth bring in experts from across the federal community to bring you inside the issues. Fed Talk is meant to provide general information about legal issues. However, the views expressed in this program are not intended to provide legal counseling. Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program. Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. Today is Friday, August 25th, 2023, and I'm Natalia Castro from Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. Today we are in Tampa, Florida for the Women in Federal Law Enforcement Annual Leadership Training event. This is one of my absolute favorite conferences. It is such an incredible convening of uh, fantastic women with really inspirational and thought-provoking panels. Today in our program, I'm lucky to be joined by Katrina Bonus, the president of Whipple. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. It is. And I'm very excited to say we also have one of our Whipple Award winners, Kristen Detaneo. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and I'm really excited to talk about some of the incredible work you've done. Last Last night, we all attended the awards reception. It is such an inspiring event. From, from the opening singing of the national anthem, I had chills. And I don't think there was a moment I didn't have chills right. until the end. It was really wonderful. Um, so I want to start just by talking to you, Katrina, about the award ceremony. I know everyone says it's one of their favorite things about WIFL. Why do you guys feel it is so important to take this opportunity to recognize women in federal law enforcement? What does that recognition do? Uh, the recognition, uh, I mean, honestly, it just shows the hard work, the courage, the bravery, the professionalism, the leadership that women in federal law enforcement uh, give to their uh, their work, their agency, uh, to the community. Uh, and it also is just our way for women in federal law enforcement as we advocate and we support um, we talk to agency heads to just try and improve, you know, the work environment and policies and practices. It allows us the opportunity to honor the women uh, that are uh, uh, honored on the night of our awards banquet. So it was just an amazing experience. You hit it home just from the beginning with the national anthem all the way to the end and hearing the the, um, the narratives and the reasons and the nominations of why they were uh, um, uh, nominated for the award, what they did to receive the award. And then more importantly, their inspiring remarks as they accepted the award um, and some not given noticed that they were going to provide remarks, but just so eloquent and uh, just so passionate. And for me, it just reminds us all of why we do what we do. We have a purpose. We have contribution to this profession. And again, it was just our small way of just honoring their hard work and their, uh, their courage. One of the things I consistently heard in the acceptance speeches was this idea of, I don't even know why I'm getting an award. I was just doing my job. And I think that is such an incredible sentiment that these women really do come here just to do their job. And 
that recognition really reminds us of how important their job is. And of course, there is the Wiffle Foundation Public Service Award, um, recognizing women who have had really long and significant careers in public service. Katrina, can you tell me a little bit about that award? Yes. So uh, it is to honor the dedication, the commitment, the drive uh, to public service, uh, especially in the law enforcement profession. Uh, We start receiving our nominations in March. Every agency and every agency representative starts to share with us those nominations. Uh, This year, we received over uh, about 160 nominations from all federal agencies for all of our categories. And from all of those categories, all of those nominations, the selecting committee determines and they decide uh, who will be selected for a public service award. So we were able to honor three, most importantly, the commitment and the dedication and really just the long-term contributions uh, that Kristen and uh, a couple of others were able to uh, um, provide here in this profession. But it was just such an honor and it was, I was just so grateful, Kristen, that you were here uh, with your husband and uh, um, also to, uh, ATF Director Dettelbach, Deputy Director Richardson, we're all here to honor and celebrate her, which is so impactful and so meaningful. Oh, 100%. Kristen, you serve as Assistant Director of Field Operations at the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, or ATF as we call it. What was this moment like for you when you found out that you had been nominated by your colleagues for this award and then that you actually were selected to receive it? Uh, there's nothing but shock. I think, you know, I, I don't even think of my career so long. It's just gone so fast. And every day I feel just as excited as I did the first day, but I was honored because I know through my whole career, what a big deal Wiffle is. And then to know that the people that I work with thought enough of me to sit down and take time out of their busy schedules to write something up and then to be selected was amazing. Made even more amazing just being surrounded by so, I listened to each and every um, award write-up as they read them and I was like, wow, wow. And that's all I kept saying. Even my husband who is an ATF agent as well was like, wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. So it was just such an inspiring um, moment. And so much of ATF, your colleagues and the leadership was here at the conference. Of course, in addition to the, all the other federal law enforcement agencies that were in attendance, what is it like having that support from leadership and from your colleagues and these other women? How do you think that has really shaped your career? Um, I think that uh, for everybody, every step that I've taken in my career, as soon as I decided to enter into leadership was to find a way to make it better for the people that are working with me and for me, right? How do I do this better for them? What do I, what did I want to see in a leader? And I've tried to do that everywhere that I've gone. And then last night sitting at that awards banquet and then talking to some of the other people, talking to people who were like, crying and cheering. It was so inspiring. It really was. And I wasn't expecting to feel that way, to have everyone in that room cheering out of their minds for each and every person that came up there. Incredible. And I see you nodding along, Katrina. How does it feel to really hear that and to know about the impact that Whipple's having? Absolutely. I am a newly appointed president. I started in this role in February. So this was just my first time to be able to experience it in this and be able to present the award. You know, uh, Kristen is a first assistant director of field operations in the history of the ATF. So wow. being able to just take that and also to uh, um, have that 
that be a part of this award as well? That is public service. And you hit it, you know, from the people that you're talking to. We just feel like we're doing our jobs. This is just what we do. And again, you know, just the recognition and just the support and being able to see the agency heads from DEA and ATF and um, uh, NCIS uh, and uh, Air Force OSI all be here uh, was incredible. And our theme this year is walk the talk, walking the talk of inclusive leadership. These agency heads, they were walking the talk. They were setting the example with the other 550, 600 attendees at this awards banquet to show that they support, they're proud, and uh, they uh, are honoring and celebrating the women that work with them and for them. So it's it, it's incredible. So I'm very proud, and it's it was just uh, it warmed my heart. So between myself and uh, Vice President Jesse Lane, it was just a special night, uh, especially being in these roles as president and vice president. Absolutely. Walking the talk on inclusive leadership that really has been obviously the theme of the conference, but also just a very like palpable vibe through the entire week. It's you can really hear it in all the speeches and all the presentations. And, and Kristen, I think your career is really reflective of that as well. I know you worked as the diversity and career impact on the diversity and career impact program within the Chicago field division. So you've had a lot of firsthand experience with kind of trying to diversify and improve improve law enforcement. What do you think have been some of the really shining bright moments in that? And where do you think there are still challenges ahead? Well, so I think law enforcement overall is facing challenges with recruitment. It's everywhere. It's not just women. It's it's everybody. It's, a, it's such a challenging, such a hard profession to be in. So I really look forward to finding the people who have that drive to serve right? And then trying to convince them that ATF is where they want to be instead of one of the other agencies. But um, I think as when I was the special agent in charge of the Chicago Field Division, we spent a lot of time um, developing a citizen academy, um, inviting members of our community in to see what it was we do every day. And there were so many people who said, oh, wow, I just thought ATF was here to take away people's guns. And that's not true. Our absolute mission is to reduce violent crime, protect the public from violent crime, and then regulate the industry. So it was, um, it's, it's such a fabulous mission. And the more we can tell that to people, the better all of law enforcement is going to be. Always keeping in mind that we want really good candidates and we have to look everywhere to find that. They have to have diverse backgrounds and that's gender, that's race, that's experience, it's knowledge. It's so many things make up a diverse workforce and that's what we have to do to succeed and communicating that with the public that they understand as you mentioned that we're all on the same side here one of the ways that you do did have done that is by launching the chicago field division's inaugural citizen academy really one of the incredible moments was hearing about that last night and it was just so eye-opening because it seems like such a simple thing to really connect the community with the law enforcement community and the actual community and i'm wondering if you could tell me just a little bit more about that and what that really meant for you well, sure. So I can't take any credit for it other than saying we should do this. <laughs> it was all the team in the Chicago Field Division that put it together. Um, and at first I thought, I don't know that we're going to have a lot of enthusiasm from our employees because this is a lot of time out of their day to put forward in it. And they were all so thrilled, so excited. They said, it's so fabulous to have such an attentive audience. So I get to talk about my, my job. And I think that's what we see in ATF is this incredible passion for everything we do. I say that about every one of our employees, for sure, they're going to be passionate. They might not always be right, but they're going to be passionate about it. And so then having all these members of our 
um, community come in for all these weeks in a row and sit through classes and listen to what we were doing, participate in demonstrations. It was um, it was really fun. We had such a good time um, and it just made us kind of really fall in love with our community all over again. So it was a really great experience. That passion is something that really comes from a career dedicated to public service and dedicated to your community and protecting those around you. It's really incredible. And you're clearly very deserving of this award. Oh, thank you. One other key moment in your career was in December 2021, you testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee on a hearing um, specifically related to combating drug traffic, gun trafficking and reducing violence in Chicago. I can imagine Imagine there's so much pressure in that and it was probably a really scary moment but also a really rewarding moment to talk about the important work that ATF is doing before another branch of government can you tell me a little bit about that experience well sure so I think to be perfectly honest yes it was absolutely scary <laughs> and very intimidating but I again I and I hate to say oh I felt so honored but I did it was really exciting that um, the agency and our other branches of government had enough trust in me to say you come in and you answer our questions and you tell us about efforts that you are undertaking with your team and so i took that very very seriously and really wanted to do a good job for chicago field division for atf overall kristen thank you so much you're clearly as i mentioned a really really deserving of this award for the Whipple Foundation Public Service Award. Thank you. It is so great to have you on today and to hear about your experience in your career. I think one thing we've talked about so much over the course of this conference is that sometimes you need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to be a little afraid. You need to be the person that says, why don't we do this? And the impact that that can have on everyone's career and on our community when you're willing to raise your hand and be the difference. Your career is certainly an inspiration for that. And I thank you so much for all your hard work and for joining us today. Well, thank you. Thank you for such kind words and thank you for the opportunity. Of course, we are going to take a break now for a word from our sponsors. And we get when we get back, we're going to talk to Katrina a little bit more about the agenda for this conference and some of the great panel discussions we heard. Looking for more ways to stay informed on federal news? Every Tuesday, the Fed Manager Newsletter delivers completely free, straightforward news to the federal community. The Fed Manager Newsletter features top news stories affecting the federal workforce, legislative updates impacting pay and benefits, understandable summaries of court decisions written by leading federal employment attorneys, and columns from across the federal community. Subscribe today at FedManager.com. Brought to you by the law firm of Shaw, Bransford & Roth, serving the federal community for 40 years. Shaw, Brentford, and Roth. One team working all three branches. Judicial, legislative, executive. Judicial. SB&R employment attorneys offer specialized legal representation for federal managers. Legislative. Lobbyists in government and public affairs advocating for corporate clients. Executive. Produces two free weekly newsletters, Fed Manager and Fed Agent. Shaw, Brentford, and Roth is your one destination for all three branches of government. Online at shawbrantsford.com. SB&R. Client-focused. Results-driven. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. I am Natalia Castro at the Whipple Foundation Annual Leadership Training in Tampa, Florida. The theme this year, as Katrina mentioned, is walking the talk on inclusive leadership. Such a relevant and timely theme. Katrina, how did you guys land on that? And when you were selecting panels for the conference, what were some of the things that you were really looking for in your speakers? Yes. Yeah, so uh, 
Vice President Jessie Lane, I know I've mentioned her, but we'll go with Jessie. She is a journalism uh, major and she is creative. So when I started this position, I had a list of 10 different kind of themes. And this was the one that I resonated with me that I knew I could speak to. Uh, also knowing that uh, my future uh, um, um, uh, opportunity when I came here was to talk to you. So I was even thinking ahead. Um, but again, for me, it was... Uh, um, uh, it hit home, you know, uh, setting the example for me was the biggest thing in the profession, uh, in your agencies as a person. Uh, so really that's how we developed as we were accepting the workshop proposals, how we just created a leadership training around walking the talk of inclusive leadership. Uh, we had professional development day on Monday. So Tuesday was leadership day. So it was our panel of courage under fire when the top cop is a female core strong women who are leading their agencies and they are setting the example for others to follow. Director Kim Cheadle with the Secret Service, Chief uh, Jessica Taylor with U.S. Park Police, Chief Sarah Lane Davis with Memphis Police, and Chief Vera Bumpers with Houston Metro Police. Uh, and then we rolled right into 30 by 30 in our initiative of how can we increase women representation in law enforcement. Uh, and there's an initiative that uh, Whipple's uh, partnered with, 30 by 30, and it is to allow for 30% recruits uh, by the year 2030. So that's really how we really developed um, our uh, agenda and our uh, training. Um, yesterday was uh, um, um, Security and Law Enforcement Day. So it was all the emerging trends and fentanyl, active shooter, um, you know, school shootings, those type things. So again, agencies that have these programs and they're setting the example for other agencies to follow. More importantly, the agencies that are creating an inclusive environment where as you said earlier, regardless of, you know, uh, what diverse background you come from, we belong. We have a seat at the table. And again, we are respected, we're valued, and we are able and we're in an environment where we can just do our best work. So again, walking the talk of inclusive leadership was the one that really resonated with me. It just hit my heart and just, just knew we could, uh, we could provide a, a, a thorough, robust, and uh, a good week for everyone to be energized and excited once they walked away. Energized and excited is certainly the way to describe this week. It was also almost overwhelming because it was so big. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, this is the biggest Whipple we've ever had. It is. We uh, so I retired in the Secret Service from the Secret Service back in January, and so those that I work with will always say that I don't do things small and I will go big. But we just had such huge interest, and you know we attribute it to post COVID. You know people are traveling, obviously with the executive order and uh, DEIA and diversity being such a, uh, an important part of the administration and how we should interweave that in through federal government. Uh, obviously uh, attracted um, a lot of uh, registrants, uh, but. Most most importantly, it was Jesse and I and our Wiffle Board. Um, Women's History Month, we were out there. We were attending every event that we were invited to. Police Week, we were out there. We were having conversations with agency heads, inviting them to Wiffle. So again, it was being present, being at the table, um, and showing that Wiffle is here and we are a support system for the 20,000 female women in federal law enforcement. And again, the whole point is to be an advocate, to be a support system, to be a mentor, to help network and things like that. So I think that's the biggest thing uh, here when we talk about that. And we were almost at a thousand uh, yeah. uh, registrants and so many, we had a waiting list of about 64, which yeah. was incredible. So we had to turn some away, but I joke, we did a thousand swag bags, a thousand name badges, a thousand this. And so, oh so there was goodness. a couple of times as we're putting, it's like, who said a thousand was a good idea? 
idea, but I mean, it was just incredible. And I guess it, it was, there was a little bit of nervousness knowing a thousand and could we make sure that it was seamless and flawless registration was good. The awards banquet tables were filled and all yeah. of the things of event planning. So, I mean, I'm just touched and overwhelmed in that, in a good way, just by the response and just the positivity um, and the, uh, the excitement. Absolutely. And also the presence of leadership really as you mentioned going out on police week seeing different people inviting them to come in here and you really felt that throughout the conference there was really strong presence among agency leadership in that 30 by 30 panel i thought it was so incredible that we had a lot of higher ups in agencies that were here talking about what they're doing the commitments they're making to really expanding gender diversity in law enforcement that leadership buy-in is so critical. As you mentioned, the executive order was a huge pivot point for increasing the recognition of diversity and its value in the law enforcement community and across the federal government. Absolutely. And that is, you know, uh, an element of what brought these important agencies here to talk and to show all of the, you know, agencies would send 20 to 30 people. CBP sent almost 264 uh, attendees. DHS as a whole were almost uh, just over 400 as a whole from all DHS agencies. And again, they're walking the talk and the support that we have gotten from even Secretary Mayorkas, who provided, you know, opening remarks that morning and things like that. It's just incredible. We are very humbled. And, uh, you know, for me and Jesse and our leadership here with Women in Federal Law Enforcement, it is more than just a one-week training. It is continuing that momentum when we get back and having those challenging discussions and, um, you know, uh, uh, having those meetings and just showing that there are artificial barriers that are not allowing women to get into uh, with the hiring and the recruiting. But more importantly for me, as I said, I retired. My husband just recently retired from the Secret Service. We have a 12-year-old daughter. So I do what I do. My why is to make sure that her work environment, if she decides to become a law enforcement professional when she She's old enough that things are better for her. But I think the point is, is just that um, uh, uh, we have value and studies show that, you know, women in law enforcement, we use less than lethal, we use less, less than lethal force, not because we can, but because we know how to deescalate. We communicate, we have different perspective. Um, The public trusts us more when we go to those scenes, especially in sexual abuse type cases and things like that or assault. So the value of women in this profession uh, is incredible. And I give such kudos to these agencies. Next week, DHS is actually uh, having an all women's vacancy uh, recruiting fair uh, that I'll be able to be part of with opening remarks. So again, just huge uh, support and uh, we are here just to continue those discussions and we recognize we've done great things but we have a lot of work to do and so as a mom and also too as an executive when I left with the Secret Service we represent only three percent in leadership positions so for us changing those policies changing those practices so every woman that is in this knows that they can have a long 25-year career they can go through life changes and uh, they are truly supported by uh, their agencies uh, to go through those and that they can be directors someday one of the things I really appreciate and I think goes with kind of walking the talk is that not only do you have the leadership day where you're talking about advancing women into leadership and into these agencies, uh, you know, you have the day where you're talking about current threats to make sure that the women who attend this conference are really up on 
what are the major issues in national and homeland security right now? But on that first day, you have the resume workshop, which I heard so many people talking about just how great that was and how it provided them with really tangible things to move forward their career. And of course, on Tuesday, we have the career day where, oh my goodness, there were like 30 law enforcement agencies here. If you were only here in Tampa, <laughs> then you know it was like the entire hallway and the whole room filled with law enforcement agencies talking to people about career opportunities. And one of the things I really loved was that in addition to everyone who was attending the conference, walking around, learning about potential opportunities at new agencies, there were also a lot of students. There were students here learning about what a future career in law enforcement is. We know Kristen talked about how difficult recruitment is these days. And I think it was so forward thinking of you to reach out to the local universities and ask them to bring students. And can you tell us about that? Absolutely. You know, we wanted it to be more than just current law enforcement, just kind of going to the tables to see what other opportunities are with it current law enforcement uh, uh, positions. So we use the opportunity, uh, our interns who are Marymount University uh, graduates, uh, they worked hard. They sent over 200 invites uh, out to our local community uh, and uh, local universities and colleges. We reached out to criminal justice professors, all of those things through those 200 invites. And then we ended up getting about 100 RSVPs. And again, we're here. We had all of the uh, exhibitors here and all of the recruiters. Why not bring them in? And my task to our own after opening remarks was you're going to see students here set the example mentor them bring them in because they are just trying to get their foot in the door just like you did 5 10 15 20 years ago so this is your opportunity to grab them tell them what you do your agency that you work with because we need to take ownership they're our next generation you know they we need to get them ready to take our spots in the colin powell uh, philosophy we're all dispensable none of us are probably let's promise tomorrow so we need to prepare our next generation and that is that next generation so it's exciting to see um they were very receptive and uh they learned a lot and even some actually got some job offers while uh, they were sitting there at their job but yeah it was it was great it was great that's really great and really pushes that next generation of law enforcement, which is so critical um, for our national security to really keep that pipeline moving. The last thing I want to ask you about is some of the great sponsors that have really helped make this event possible. Um, I think Wiffle has done a phenomenal job of not only bringing in sponsors who, of course, can provide you know seminars and things to the membership, but also really cutting edge technology and those types of things. Can you talk to us a little bit about just some of the sponsors and what you guys really look for in that kind of sponsorship? Of course, actually. Uh, so Wiffle is a nonprofit and, uh, you know, we have a scholarship education piece. We have uh, um, the awards banquet and clearly we don't get anything without our sponsorships or from our training registrations or our golf tournament, you know, those uh, events where we can raise money and things like that. So our sponsors are key to allow us to put this week on and also to allow us to provide college scholarships through our scholarship program. This year, we awarded one member only. So one of our members uh, received a $3,000 scholarship, but we were also able to award five um, current students scholarships that are in the criminal justice major and things like that. But that allows us and these sponsorships allow us to do what we do. So between Blue Cross Blue Shield and GIHA, Star Right Liability, Thomson Reuters, 
special services, WEPA, uh, Axon, obviously, is, you know, you talked about technology and things like that, just the sponsorships, uh, as well as our, you know, individual, whether it is through coaching or mindfulness, uh, resilience, Tammy Flanagan in her retirement, Dr. Jean Kanakogi and her mindfulness, resilience and wellness, those type things. It's just incredible. And again, we cannot do what we do without those sponsorships. So if this is an opportunity to plug and just ask for, you know, uh, go on the uh, Wiffle.com uh, or the Wiffle.org uh, link and uh, uh, look in to see what we have to offer. But that sponsorship, honestly, just does not allow us to uh, perform our training, but allows that sponsor to be involved with us year round, whether it's through webinars with instruction, whether it is moderating a panel next year yeah. for our 2024, and then also to being a, a pre pre presenting a workshop or about leadership. So there are opportunities with that, with that sponsorship to even participate in our future leadership, to be part of a panel, be part of a discussion, discuss what's emerging, those type things, or more importantly, even discuss leadership. We all have the ability to learn. We all can be better. And I know that there's great leaders out there that can come participate and give us their perspective and let our trainees and let those current uh, women in law enforcement walk away with a couple of nuggets that they can take back to their agencies and perform their job better uh, in, in a great way. So, yes. Whipple does incredible work for the federal yeah. law enforcement community. And I'm really just, I always leave here honored and inspired. Katrina Bonus, National President of Women in Federal Law Enforcement. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. And I have to say, I close by saying that Bed Talk and uh, also to you, Natalia, have been such a huge supporter. Um, that is definitely one. And that's why we're here. And you have been with us for years where, you know, it's just been incredible. And uh, I am truly grateful and appreciative of just our conversations. But more importantly, you running around and interviewing everybody this week. And uh, um, I'm sure you're just as tired as we all are, but in a good way. So but thank you very much for your support. Thank you for your um, your uh, your want to be part of women in federal law enforcement. And thank you for this opportunity to you, uh, um, be part of this. Thank you so much. It really is. The honor is all mine. I leave with more inspired and more encouraged every year and, and I love it. Yeah. So thank you for joining me. Thank you everyone at home for listening. Please be sure to check out more of the work that Wiffle does. It's an incredible organization. That's all the time we have for today. Have a great weekend. Looking for more ways to stay informed on federal news? Every Tuesday, the Fed Manager Newsletter delivers completely free, straightforward news to the federal community. The Fed Manager Newsletter features top news stories affecting the federal workforce, legislative updates impacting pay and benefits, understandable summaries of court decisions written by leading federal employment attorneys, and columns from across the federal community. Subscribe today at FedManager.com. Brought to you by the law firm of Shaw, Bransford & Roth, serving the federal community for 40 years.